Hey everybody, Zach here. Before we get started with the podcast, I just want to let you know about our sponsor, Anchor. We're new to podcasting here at Salty Saints, and Anchor has made it so easy for us to get started. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast, so let me explain a little bit about it. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. The best part about Anchor, though, is that it's absolutely free. So if you, like us, want to get your word out there, you want to try your hand at podcasting, make sure that you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, thank you for listening to another episode of Salty Saints Podcast, where we hope to better equip you to be salt and light to the community around you. My name is Zach, I am your host, and today I am sitting here with my friend Lainey DeLuna. She is a student, and she is a young adult, and so am I, and that's kind of the the idea of what we've got going on today. I wanted to have a conversation uh, between two people, different age categories, but still on the younger side of the Christian faith. And uh, yeah, so how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. No problem. Um, Just, I don't know, as usual, (laughs) we we don't necessarily have an agenda on what's going to be talked about here, but I I just want to have a conversation about like what it's like, one, growing up. I mean, did you grow up in the church? I did not. You did not grow up in the church. I started going I went a few times when I was younger just to kind of right parents took me but really didn't start going till middle school and at that point I was just going to large group services and right. so wasn't t- I mean I was getting something from being in there but not right the, there was that generational gap of just being in a large group with all the adults when I was 12 <laughs> wasn't getting necessarily the teaching okay I needed to and then yeah really started committing building my my relationship with christ in high school okay well okay i want to get back to that because i didn't know that and that's cool okay and so i want to talk about that (laughs) yeah um but what tell tell people who you are like i mean don't give them like your address or your social security number but like you know know. yeah so like zach said my name is laney deluna i um i'm getting ready to be a sophomore at indiana wesleyan university in marion indiana where I major in music education, but recently just added a minor in youth ministry. So getting ready to start that this semester. Um, 19 years old, but yeah, that's about it. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Um, okay. So uh, with, with that said, so you are, you're going to be a youth minister then. Is that the plan or um, just? We're kind of all, all over the place. We're okay. going to see where that's fair. God's going to take us. We kind of got... A good foundation and right. main thing I know I want to do is work with kids, teaching, right. kind of whatever route that looks like. Then I, I get the same thing. I'm in biblical studies and people are like, well, so what are you going to do with that? It's like, I, I don't know. I hate that question. <laughs> I hate it so much. You're like, you're, at this point, your guess is as good as mine. Right, <laughs> right. It's like I'm 27 and I'll have a bachelor's by 29. I should have a doctorate by now, you know? <laughs> so I don't, I never know what to tell them. Right. Um, but yeah, um. You were talking about how you did not grow up in the church. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do, do you come from a family of believers? Um, if that's not too personal of a question. No, absolutely. I'm more than happy to talk about that. Um, we were we're kind of EC Christians. Growing up, we went on Easter and Christmas. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, we – we were just we were more Christian than anything else. Just like right. there wasn't another thing we identified with. Like I always believed in God. Kind of and the typical American yeah. household, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so. so then you said you started kind of attending through what middle school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my parents split up when I was in middle school, and then my mom was like, "We're going to go back to church." So we started going to um, a church here on the south side of Indy. My my sixth grade, seventh grade year, kind of started regular attendance every Sunday morning. Okay. And, um, like, what 
how how did you get plugged in there? I mean, was it just from attending with your mom then or yeah so we a family friend of ours they were attending there first and they had invited us to come and they had two kids that were right around my age and so kind of just went to the middle school ministry kind of stuff at that point but I was really hesitant to go because it was in like a different school district than mine was so and at the time I was very antisocial didn't want to go and be a part of this also because I was very intimidated by church as a whole at that point right, and right. so and then to add on top of that all these kids didn't know from a different school so okay yeah I went a few times but really didn't find my kind of my people my place and okay there so what happened that <laughs> made you commit your life to Jesus yeah so um um, <laughs> uh, or, or, or give me the, the, I don't know, the yeah. quick version. It, it's yeah. up to you, however you go about this, but just kind of um, how did that process work Yeah, out? I mean, it really, wheels started really turning sophomore, junior year of high school. And I obviously had been going to church again, but it almost felt like I was kind of going through the motions. Like mm-hmm. once I started back going to church in middle school, I had been baptized, which is, I was like, well, this is what people do, you know, people get baptized. Right. And I don't think at the time I fully recognized that, like, like the significance, the total significance of it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so wheels really started turning sophomore, junior year, realized that, like, this is a life I can't do on my mm-hmm. own. Um, not, I mean, home life is was complicated at the time. Lots of things just happening, and I really just was like, I... I need somebody and like just finally coming to the understanding that somebody isn't in somebody on earth right now. Like right. looking back and understanding that God, I mean, ultimately that Jesus is who I needed right. and really, you know, surrounding myself with people who, cause I had a lot of friends at the time who were much farther along in their faith, who invited me to things. And so just making sure I surrounded myself almost constantly with them so that they, not lead me, but, you know, just be a helping hand, you know, how do I even do this? Because I didn't grow up seeing like, okay, you know, this is really what it looks like to devote your life to Christ on a daily basis, how to, I say, wear your faith on your sleeve, you know, that kind of thing. So it was nice to surround myself with people who had a better understanding of what that, what that looks like. And then, yeah, and then through being in the high school ministry here at New Hope, just being in that community really brought me up, was able to teach me that I had a ton of insecurities of like the person I was, places I was coming from. And it was one of those like, you know, am I, am I still worthy? My big faith word is worthy. You know, am I still worthy in the eyes of Jesus? And then understanding like, like technically, no, you're not, but like, that's what makes Jesus, that's what makes Jesus so great is that he redeems you in that. Right. So the Come thing to, that the thing yeah. that makes you worthy is hoping that you're worthy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, is, yep. is coming to him to make sure that you are. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, okay, very cool. Mm. Um, I, I I always like talking to people that didn't grow up in the church um, because it's a totally different situation. Yeah, um, I did. Okay, and then I kind of quit because it seemed so fake to me Mm -hmm. um a lot of it did or at least i had a really jaded view of what church was Mm -hmm. um and then i kind of went off and did my own thing for years and eventually jesus called me back you know Mm -hmm. um he doesn't let you stray too far right and um i i uh i don't know i i think i because of that time away from things i think i see things a little different than people who this is all they've ever known and like yeah i don't I, i'm not saying that like i've got some kind of special power that no you, you losers yeah. you know right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's helpful yeah. in a lot of ways because i i don't uh i don't know i don't always understand why we do some of the things we do in no. church yeah i definitely have seen that too and, he, yeah yeah I, I think that's something that's happening more and more with younger mm-hmm. people Mm-hmm. Because, like, uh, we've talked about, like, some of the staff people. We've d- done, like, the EYA, like, youth stuff, you know. Yep. We're talking about doing a lot of that right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
trying to get like millennials and Gen Z like yeah. engaged in the church because young people quit going to church. Yeah. Um, and part of what we've talked about is how um, we've been sold to our whole lives. Like we we grew up on social media. Yeah. Well, I mean, your generation even more than mine. Yeah. And so we we're hard sells. Like for like as soon as somebody starts trying to sell us on something, like even if it's like pretty subliminal, yeah, we pick up on it. Mm-hmm. We're like, you're trying to sell me on something. You know what yeah. I mean? And the church kind of did that. Like it tried to brand itself. Like yeah. Now I don't know. Do you remember like all the bands that? Do you even know who Creed is? Yes. Uh, yes. But like. <laughs> But more so because, like, <laughs> of jokes. Okay. Uh, yeah, guess. yeah. Like, singing, but, like, Scott Stapp. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, all those bands that sounded like Creed that were all the Christian bands and, like, the church, like, the WWJD bracelets and, like, um, everything was kind of, like, hard rock, like, hippie kind of, like, vibes. Yeah, that was – that must have come before I started going that to had, Well, that – I came in on, like, the back end of that. Okay. Okay? And so, like, I grew up seeing – this like church branding trying to yeah. take place and it was so lame and uh-huh. i hated it like it did not work for me at all as a kid yeah i get what you, not in that same sense but just like not sure if this direction but like worship right kind of like the different sounds of worship yep. like recent recently been just listening to like not the stuff that they play on like caleb and stuff doesn't like feed me spiritually but i'm like it's not really the type of music that like if i were to choose something the sound of music that I would like, like that I would want to. And so finding different bands. You're saying Caleb is I not like. that. Well, and that's just for me personally. No, I'm with like, you yeah, 100%. Okay, okay, I'm just trying to make sure that's yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like finding other bands, like I've been trying to get my sibling, my two sisters on it. They're both younger than me. And I've been like, yeah, it's like a Christian artist, but he, like, he doesn't sound like one, you know, it's right. kind of that weird, right. like we've put that in a box of like, and not like cheesy guitar chords, but, but you know, but like is. cheesy guitar it chords. Is cheesy yeah, a lot of the time. So I, I, mean, I was literally just talking with. Sorry, Jimmy. I was just talking with Jimmy about that the other day. <laughs> how? Oh, hey, Jimmy. <laughs> he sees us through the window. Um, We're talking about him. Um, oh man, my laptop is gonna die. Hold on. <laughs> Save it. So ill prepared. I know. I forgot, to plug it I forgot to plug it. We're good. We're good. Thing. I did that, and I, like, left it on overnight, and it was unplugged, and I, like, needed to get on, like, immediately to do something. I was, like, dead. And I was, like, oh, no. We're good. That's just the millennial in me. What can there I say? <laughs> um, where, where, where? Oh, Christian music. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, why do you think that is, though? And does do you think that scares off young people? Because, yeah, like, like, young adults, I mean – how what would you consider a young adult? Would you consider like high schoolers young adults on some level? Mm, a little bit. I think like maybe senior year you can be okay. a young adult cuz I feel like I mean like of course when I was in high school I'm like I'm a young adult. You right. need to Well, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was such. an adult at like 21. Right. I definitely wasn't. <laughs> right. Well, at least not in the mentality that I am now. And I mean right. some people mature faster than others. But I I've, I've think I've thought I was an adult since I was like 14, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I still don't think I'm an adult, right. by the way. <laughs> no, me too. It's okay. Um, but <laughs> I just know, like, back in middle school, like, if somebody was making fun of my music, I would mm-hmm. take it to heart. Like, oh, yeah. that's my music. Don't talk bad about yeah. my music. Oh, I saw something. I forget where it probably might not be true. It was on the internet. So who knows? But it was, like, the music you listen to at age 14, like, sticks with you. And Uh-oh. I, like, look back at, like, all the, like indie stuff that i would listen like looking back then i'm like why was i really into that but no i was the right. same way i was like don't talk bad about my music this is who i am exactly as, as a exactly. person and a- so like you you find like your sound right, <laughs> right yeah. like some people it's like if you, i feel like you kind of get like enveloped by like a certain sound and then you mm-hmm. chase that yeah there's some people it's like metal some people it's indie folk you know right. some people it's country whatever but like you you feel connected to it mm-hmm. but why why is it that none of the christian bands sound like any of the secular bands musically like at all because like i love secular music i will say that straight up Mm -hmm. 90 percent of the music i listen to 
is not Christian music. Yeah. And it's not because I wouldn't listen to Christian music. It's just there aren't very many yeah. good choices yeah. as far as Christian artists go, in right. my personal opinion. Yeah. There are some I really love. Mm-hmm. There are some I really enjoy. But overall, it just feels like it's like this stripped down, really cheesy thing. Yeah. And the so, word that I think of is like gimmicky. Almost. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. And so it's like cookie cutter. It's like they were like, mm-hmm. well, this is what they did 10 years ago. Let's make yeah. a song about Jesus like that. Right. And it's like that yeah. didn't come it's from funny. like It's funny. We some play like Christian music roulette that has like the same opening. Like, yeah. And my mom and I would be like, ooh, which one is it? Like, right. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, what? I can't even think of any leads now. But yeah, I mean, the chord progression is always right. the same. It's There's one movie. that we do at church. It's. um. Oh my gosh, ten thousand. Oh, what is it? That one and, and his mercy is more. Yes, they're the same. Yeah. Every time my mom will start <laughs> singing the words to one of them, and it's always the other one. She That's gets so, so embarrassed. Yeah, we've talked about that actually. Um, okay, so my point here yeah. is this. Sorry, we get off track. That's all right. It helps me. This this helps. Basically, do you think the fact that Christian music feels like not so genuine has something to do with why people our age probably don't listen to it as much. Cause I feel like they don't like, yeah, I mean, even people I know that are Christians mm-hmm. don't listen to oh, Christian yeah, music. Same. Um, I don't know. I'm sure it's a lot of everything, but I would say that, I mean, the more and more like I l- learn about, Christianity as a whole, really digging into the word more. I like the more I listen to some stuff, I'm like, this doesn't even make sense. Like some of the lyrics of stuff. Right. And so I think that's part of it. And and like we said, just that it doesn't sound like what people are like really listening to nowadays. Right. And so and I mean, this may just be me, like coming from music major standpoint. I mean, music is one of the things that like connects large groups of people no no matter what like everyone almost everyone has their own connections to music in in whatever that is and what kind they listen to if they play an instrument like whatever that looks like like people can bond over music and i think that oh my gosh i had a thought and now i don't remember where i was going with that this is like 90 percent of my life (laughs) but just like i don't think that the things that are being like the christian music that's being like publicized like on Caleb and on the stations are the songs that are connecting with people the way that they connect with music because like I have struggled with that because I've tried to go on like secular music cleanse and be like okay I need to just fill fill even like my back thoughts with with like Christian music and stuff and so I like DJing I was like because my music taste is like more on the indie kind of yeah, folky too. side. Okay, great. Well, and uh, so, mostly. But. <laughs> yeah, I have my, yeah, I have a few. But it's like I like went on Spotify and I'm like, okay. And so I found a couple really good playlists and songs that I think are awesome. And sometimes like I found a few that are like, they literally just like take scripture, like copy, paste and put it to music. And I'm like, if this is like the literal word of God and like this is what sounds more like what's on our secular radio today than like, mm-hmm. Why aren't we taking advantage of that right. to to put that out to people who, you know, because I think, like I said, people connect to music in so many ways. Music is an easy way that we can connect with those like around us who are right. It's like a church. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And right. so, but yeah. In conclusion, I do think that the music that's being put out on as main quote unquote mainstream Christian is a large reason why people get turned away just because they're like, I don't identify with that music. That's not what I like. Right. And they almost translate that to, okay, therefore right. the the church isn't for me. Right. And let me clarify what I'm saying is that I don't think that all Christian music is bad. I think oh, there are no. some really amazing yeah, Christian absolutely. bands out there, but they're not the ones you hear on the radio. Yes. <laughs> a a, a yeah. few of them are. Yeah. A few of them are. Yeah. But the vast majority, mm, like, I... Yeah. And it's one of those things that's always going to be objective. Music it will always be objective. Oh, and what, right. Or and you, sub- subjective. The, yes. Subjective. Yes. Yeah. Love that. I got you. Okay. <laughs> and, like, in some people, like, do get the great messages from those songs. And it's, like, not to say that they 
like the songs that I personally don't like quote unquote identify with musically right. like don't have a good message behind them and who am I to say that somebody connects with one more but just like I've noticed that a lot with yeah. people in the young young adult yeah generations okay cool I think that, that that's fair I that, yeah. yeah I was just curious I was, gonna... <laughs> I was curious about what you hopefully thought hopefully that no that's good okay <laughs> um and so I don't know to, to continue just kind of talking about like young adults what mm-hmm. like you said I was asking you before we got started here uh, you're at Indiana Wesleyan, right? Mm-hmm. And so it is a Christian school. That mm-hmm. is actually where I am going as well, but I'm online. Go and Wildcats. So I, I, oh, are we the Wildcats? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we are. Wesley's but, our mascot, Wesley the Wildcat. But, um, like, I don't deal with anybody. Like, I don't right. see anybody. I deal with the same, like, I, I know, like, five names of people yeah. that are in <laughs> all of my classes. Boards. Yeah, and they're all, like, probably 40s, 50s, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're they're online working jobs, taking online classes. Yeah. But like you said, primarily, it's probably mostly Christian people there. Yeah. A lot of colleges are not. Correct. What? What? What do we do? <laughs> what do What well. do we do to like? How do we? How do we be a light in those people's lives? I mean, that's the question we've been asking around here for right. a very long time. Yeah. And we're trying. But like yeah. young adults, like how do you, how do you be a representation of Jesus in the yeah. life of someone who one probably doesn't care, mm-hmm. because really probably doesn't think that they need help. Yeah, I mean, I I know that I was pretty independent for a long time. Yeah. Um, but I mean, how, what have you dealt with that any? Yeah. So I actually. Um, and I'm a part of the Young Life organization up in Grant County, where Indian Wesleyan is. And the point of the organization is working. They have a um, middle school and high school kind of section of that. But, like, going into schools, building relationships with unchurched teenagers. And we have – there are, like, five C's, but one of them is club. And so it's kind of like a like a Bible study small group kind of thing. And so just, like – I mean, the main thing is just to show them love because – I mean, that's our greatest commandment is to show love right, to everyone. Right. And so, but yeah, but just kind of introducing them to the gospel, to Jesus and all that he's done for, even though they don't know him, he knows them and all the things right. that he's done with them. So yeah, so this is something that the team I'm on, we are constantly thinking about just ways that, I mean, like, and again, like kind of talked about like different between like high schoolers and young adults, but I still think that like a lot of the mentality is the same. A bit like there's some bridge overlap, right? right. And so, but yeah, that's what I'm thinking about that. Okay, <laughs> so so wait, you're talking about this like mentality overlap. Mm-hmm. So going back and talking to like the way the church is like tried to brand itself. Do you think that there are people out there that are so worried about putting on a front of what a Christian is supposed to look like that they give up the ability to connect with non Christians? Does that make sense? Like when you're so worried about making it look like we've got it figured out, mm-hmm. I think we lose a bit of our of our transparency and ability to connect with non Christians. Well, yeah, I you think any, yeah, I think any time you put up a front for anything, you lose a sense of what are my true intentions, where am I coming from in this, without right. just being genuine about about it. Do you see that in the church as a whole, though? And I'm not talking about, like, New Hope. I'm not talking right. about, I mean, big like, C, Big, C, big Church. C Church. I do. Yeah. And I hate saying that because, like, I feel like I'm not supposed to say that. But, like, I watch, like, I'm not going to name any churches. <laughs> I watch some videos of very famous churches. And just the way people are acting and talking, like, I understand Christians aren't supposed to, we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to right. stand out. But it's so surreal. Like, it's not, it does not seem genuine to me. Yeah. And, like, I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character. Right. And when I see that, it turns me away. Like, yeah. I don't want to have a conversation with, with that person. Well, it, it makes me not want to. You know, right. I, I know yeah. I should, but like, right. and so, like, I'm a Christian and I feel that way. 
So how does a non-Christian feel when they see somebody just like, hello, how are you? you no, know, yes. God absolutely. loves <laughs> you so much. Yeah. You know, and it's like, this like, doesn't feel real. This feels yeah. like you're acting, you know, like, and, and maybe you're not. And I hope you're not. Right. But. No, definitely. And when I think about like that lack of transparency in the church and like trying to put on a front for something. I mean, I think even back to when I was trying to in high school trying to find a youth group that I really because I tried out a few before landing a new hope trying to find them like okay what like what do I need right now in my life like what do I need from a youth group and then even like being up in Marion living in a different city and trying to find a church there like it's so scary walking into the first time because even though people are like the we don't have it all together. Like that just itself seems as like, like just be yourself. You know, it's one of those things that like, right. you don't have to tell me you don't have it all together. Oh, like, okay. So I've, even yeah, the act sorry. of saying we don't have it all together, yeah, that seems things. like a brand. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I understand that. Like, that's the whole point as Christians. We don't have it all together. That's why we need right. Jesus, you know? And so, but yeah, I think back to what I'm like, I felt like I had to put up a front. And I think that's a big yeah. thing that turns young adults specifically away is because I feel, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like young adults right now either purposefully or not purposefully are trying to be very different from generations that have come before them in a lot of ways. And so because we grew up on the hunger games and Harry Potter and all of these, (laughs) all of these shows where the kids rise up and save the day. And now that's what's happening or is what's trying to take place. Well, not even that, but just like with just, just being different and being okay with and like embracing those differences in a lot of ways. And I think that that in itself, like somehow along the ways we got the like, church isn't accepting of those differences. Like I've just seen that a lot. Cause I have a lot of friends I went to high school with who are necessarily like Christians, like putting their, their life in Christ and like, and like hearing their concerns, like, like once I built up the courage to have that kind of conversation with them, you know, like right. where, like, like, are you open? And it's just like, I just don't feel welcome. And it's like, where do we get lost in that? We're like, that's exactly what we're supposed to be welcoming. Right. We're supposed to right. be embracing there, all those things. Like, where did it get lost that we aren't that? Right. I, I'm terrible about remembering what scripture says what, but I remember what scripture says. You right. know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, like, no, I'm the which same way. I think is okay because it was originally written without numbers. So right. get over it, guys. Yeah, for uh, real. <laughs> I'm like, ask me. I'm like, I can remember many things. But they're like, oh, where is that? I was like, don't know the address. Couldn't right, exactly. I was like, I'll put it into Google and like right. reverse search it. I do that all the time. <laughs> but like uh, the verse about they'll know you by your love for one another. Mm-hmm. That's the church. They'll mm-hmm. know you by your love for one another. And I heard Francis Chan talking one time, by the way. I love Francis Chan. <laughs> but um, he said, I mean, have you ever been somewhere? Have you ever been to a church where you walked in and you're like, these people love each other? Because, like, I've never just had that overwhelming sense of walking into a church it, ever. I mean, not no. one. And just been like, these people all love each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I th- part of that, I think, is because of the way we do church now. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a come and sit and watch rather than like. You get back to, like, the church in Acts, and they're, like, meeting where they can, and they're persecuted. So they're hiding out together, yeah. you know? And, like, and like I'm not saying we need to be persecuted and hide out. <laughs> right. But, like, it was more like a family, you yeah. know? And, like, that that's the vibe I get. Now, maybe I'm just wrong. I don't know. No, yeah. But that's what it feels like. And so, yeah, I mean, where did where did that get lost Right. The no, I definitely, after one of our staff meetings that I sat in and was talking to Andrea about Mm -hmm. it and was like i feel like over the generation because we have like large age span at new hope and speaking about new hope in itself like we like there's so much that we can learn from each other i'm like i would love to like i mean like i know we've got like the two meals a year or whatever where we like right church meals but it's like i feel like they're like come to church sit down watch the sermon and then like the only community like really that like across generations like i I think like all of our individual ministries are great but it's like come like looking across the span of those that like then the only commonality we have is like we listen to the same sermon 
Right. If that makes sense. Right. And so I was like, you know, I would like, I mean, obviously like I'm going back to school, but like, just like, I was like, I would love the opportunity to like sit down with some of our, right. like older members and just right. be like, what, not only what can you teach me, but like, how are we the same? You know, how are our lives super similar? Like, right. are there things you could even learn from me? And I know I can learn things from you, you know? Yes. I think we have to be more intentional though. Like, yeah. Because I feel the exact same way. Mm-hmm. I am on staff here. I work here. Yeah. I get up there. I play the songs. And then after the service is over, I generally have to run around and make sure the back door is locked. Mm-hmm. And I have to make sure the lights in the back are off. And I have to make sure the computer gets yeah. – uh, the, the, the uh, sermon gets uploaded. Well, we're not doing what, – whatever. <laughs> For a while, that's how it was. But yeah. my problem is I feel like by the time I've done the few things I need to check off my list, I get out front. And, like, everybody's already kind of, like, dissipated. You know, everybody's, yeah. like, walking off. The other thing I feel like is – we all have our little groups. Mm-hmm. We've definitely got clicks. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's, that's just a human thing. Right. You're going to do that. That's mm-hmm. everywhere. But my thing is like, I think, I, I think people like older generations think we don't care to talk to them. And no. I think we're too, one, too afraid to approach and say, Hey, I want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how do you, yeah, how do you just come right out and say, I want to learn from you. you right. Know? Cause it's not even those things like, Oh, like I would like your advice on this. And most of the time it's just like, I just want to like have a conversation, like learn right. about you. Right. And yeah. Right. And I'm like, I, I can't, I personally am <laughs> right, not right. one to do that. So. But, but the other thing is I feel like then if we were to try and do something like if we were to try and structure that idea and then we were to say, okay, we're going to have this meeting on this night. Like, yeah. Older generation is going to come and a younger generation is going to come and you guys are just going to talk. I don't think that would work because it yeah. would be like so forced, right. you know, and like I think we crave like like very organic relationship as yes. younger generations. I think everybody Right. Once that, you know? Right. But yeah, that's something I've thought about a lot. I don't think you could ever just force it. So right. definitely some fault on our end there. I right. Think and I don't mean force, but just like the open ended opportunity to. Right. If that makes sense. I right. mean, like whether you want to sit with your family and your family's friends and that's what you want to do during this time, then you're more than welcome to. Like we're just an open. But if it's like give that opportunity that like I'm not like speed dating, but you know, but just like right, right. that kind of thing that's like. As a church, let's just get together and like more quote more, unquote hang more out. Communal if that time. Makes sense. More yeah. communal time. Yeah, we've act- yes. okay. That's interesting. What? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Nothing. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah. I. I don't. I don't know what the answer is, which is why I'm asking you. But like. I talk to a lot of even like atheists in mm-hmm. my life. I like I play in a band and so I play a lot of bars and things. And I have a lot of time to like sit down and talk to people yeah who aren't involved in the church at all. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if because of the kind of like Christian bubbles we make, we miss opportunities to talk to people of different mindsets than us. Yeah. And, like, I'm lucky enough that I've just kind of forced myself into settings where I'm surrounded by people that yeah. don't think by me, like me. And I'm not great at even capitalizing on those opportunities. But, like, I wonder how we make that space. Does that make sense? Like, a space, make the space, a of... space where we are in kind of an informal, conversational environment with people from different walks of life from us that we can evangelize. Essentially, like not mm-hmm. not not force anything down their throat, kind of right. thing. But like yeah. to just have the just have conversations with people that don't think like us, because no. I think Christians get stuck in our Christian bubbles. Do you run into that with Iwu? Oh, absolutely. There's a name, the Iwu bubble that we like. <laughs> were no, I'm serious. There is an Instagram account I just follow. It's called Iwu Pin Drop, and it's because like Pin Drop drop the pin on the Iwu bubble and realize that like. There are other things in Marion, like, other things to be a part of than just IWU. Like, no. We, like, warn, like, student, like, incoming freshmen, like, there is the IWU bubble, but, like... Get out of it. Get out. Like, do your... Yeah. So how, though? That's... 
I mean, and I think it looks different for I'm not, everyone. I'm not. I'm not talking to you like I. I think you've got all the answers. I definitely. Okay. I, I'm, I don't. I'm not going to pretend that nobody no, does. A, yeah. But I do want to pick your brain. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking. No, I mean, I think it's one of those things that is just different for everyone. I mean, for me, like, it's like working with kids, and so like, young life is a great opportunity for me to like be out and meet new people and have different conversations with people and go into the schools and like. I mean, that's how I see it, but other people can see it differently. I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. It's just I don't, I don't think there's a good answer that... to that, honestly. But that these are, I mean, these are these are the things we got to address, you know. Right. Um. Okay. Cool. Um. I guess what? Where do you? Uh, how do you find yourself evangelizing outside of? like just working with kids like like you were just like what you were just saying yeah are there any ways outside of that um i mean right now my ways are super limited just with being full-time student and stuff like like just most of my interactions are with either people my own age or high school age kids right and so i mean that's the environment that's you're in. Yeah. That's, that's just though. the environment. So, I mean, that's kind of what we've been talking about lately. Though. That's the reason I ask. Um, yeah. Is because, like, we all have an area of life that we are pretty constantly in. You mm-hmm. know, like, generally it's our work environment. Yeah. Or, you know, our home life or whatever. But mm-hmm. we do have people around us we can influence. And so that's kind of what this yeah. Live, Love, Go the yeah. new thing we're talking about. You know, it's yeah. our new uh, series concept is be Jesus in every corner yeah. of the world you're in. And so, yeah, I, I, I think we just need to promote more of that within the church. And I, th- I think by doing that, that would make us more approachable. Just, have you have you watched The Chosen? The new show? It's like an app. I think so. There's a big plug for them. You're welcome. <laughs> our, our 75 viewers or whatever are going <laughs> to blow up the blow up the app now but uh it's about it's the gospel and it's like okay it's like a game of thrones budget like it's great the acting is great it's filmed perfectly which oh we could get into christian films but i don't know we got enough time for that um (laughs) come back for that one. yeah exactly (laughs) um but like it looks great it sounds great it's awesome i think it's the best depiction of jesus i've ever seen Mm -hmm. but there's like one episode of jesus just doing his thing like it's not even biblical like at least it's not Pulled straight from scripture. But yeah. the entire third episode is them just showing what it would have been like a day in Jesus's life. Yeah. And so he's hanging out out in the outskirts of one of the cities. I'm not sure where. And he's in his like little tent and there's a little girl from a nearby village and she comes up and she like sees him. And so she's like spying on him and she brings a friend back with her and he like knows she's there. Yeah. So he like kind of calls out to him and he's like, oh, you know, I hope if there were any kids here that they would be courteous enough to say hello, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they like kind of pop up. And over the course of the episode, these kids just have like 20 or 30 kids with them now yeah. back at Jesus's camp. And he's like teaching them how to make little knickknacks and stuff. <laughs> but it's like when we think of Jesus, we yeah. see him in these scriptures. And yeah. so we get these little snippets mm-hmm. of and then he did this and then he did this. But there's no account for what day to day life was like. Mm-hmm. And that whole show is just about showing day to day life. Of all these famous biblical characters. That's kind of cool. Right. I kind of did that. (laughs) Yeah. So the cool thing about it is I feel like it's a real example of like bringing it to life and showing like Jesus made jokes. Jesus was a clever guy. He would kind of poke fun at people and like kind of make fun of them a little bit, you know, in good taste kind of thing. And like it, it, it puts an emphasis on the importance of day to day life. Oh, absolutely. And I think we need to do that as Christians too. Like it, Christianity, like me and Jason were talking about what is worship a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And it was all about, um, kind of how everything you do in life needs to be directed towards God. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, just having a conversation with somebody and loving them, that's worship. That is living as Christ. Yeah. And so I think we need to do more of that. Yeah, I agree. Like in my over quarantine, obviously had a lot of time to sit and think so right. one of the things i came to like the expression like heart on your sleeve then taking that just like wear your faith on your sleeve and like right. like you kind of said like 
that that will show in the right. things you do. And so I think that's been, not that I'm like walking around like being rude to people on the street, but just one right. thing that's like, okay, love, but love with the love that I've been shown, love with the kind of Jesus love, you know? Yes. So. Right. Yeah. But just making that into every conversation with people. Because even like, like being at Indian Wesley and like the people I surround myself with are believers and stuff. But even like, I think that like showing them that love, then that empowers them almost. Yes. To then do the same. I'm with you. And I have one last question. And I'm going to ask it now because that gives us a few minutes to hash through it. Okay. Uh, I mean, we can take all the time we want. Right. This is generally our ballpark range. But. Yeah. So. Loving people. Mm -hmm. That's what we're called to do. Mm -hmm. Right. You mentioned that earlier. We mentioned the, you know, their love for each other. Your love for each other is how people know you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So. What does loving people look like? Because I think our society as a whole has a very warped view of love. I agree. Go for it. Okay. This is your time to Um, shine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think we live in a society that's very self-serving, very, Uh I'm going to do what I'm going to do because Uh I am me and I make the rules for me. Live your truth. Yes, live your truth. And I think... That we, today we have created the idea of love, that love is supporting every decision that somebody makes because, because I'm not you, you know, live out your truth. I, right. who might tell you what your truth is, but it's like, like we, like our society has said, love is condoning and supporting every single choice that somebody makes because that's the choice that they've made for themselves when I I don't see it as that. No, so. you're no you're <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted you okay. to say. So I'm <laughs> very happy right now. Um but love just goes deeper than that, I think. Love is holding those people that you're close to accountable for the things. If you know that they shouldn't be doing a certain thing, it's saying, Hey, I mean, again, trying to be compassionate show empathy within it but saying hey let's maybe rethink this let's work through this together or what you know right like whatever that looks like whether you're like some people are like with loving with with those kinds of things it's like some people are more okay i'm gonna you know have this conversation with them and then pray for them that kind of thing and so like and i think we all should do that but i think some people are more comfortable with being like okay how can I walk this through with you? How can I, what can we do? Kind of that team aspect, if that makes sense. But loving is definitely not, loving is holding people accountable to me. Loving right. is. It's like how a parent looks at a little kid. Yes. Like you don't let your kid stick his hand on the stove or right. go play in traffic. You know, mm-hmm. like you you know what's good for them. Yeah. Love, I think, is enabling and um, I had another word, but not, but enabling people to be them best selves in the place that they're safe, if that makes sense, like safe in the be, sense be of be the like, best you within the confines of what is right. Yes, right. Think, yeah, yeah. You, you worded I, that great. Okay. That's what I was. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yep. yeah, I'm with you. I okay. I think the real problem though is that we've lost sight of what truth is mm-hmm. which i mean could not be presented better than the fact that a phrase live your best truth exists yeah i mean the the motto of satanism of levian satanism is do what thou wilt mm-hmm. how is that any different <laughs> like that is the yeah. same thing which yeah. i don't know somebody may be listening to this and be like wow satanism sounds pretty sweet uh yeah. but that, yeah please don't think that yeah um <laughs> but yeah i mean it's it's all about what what do you want what yeah. do you want? Okay, well, that's fine. And that there's no truth in that. Yeah. Truth is not subjective. Truth mm-hmm. is, and me and Randy kind of got into this, <laughs> talking about this yesterday yeah. on a podcast that I don't know we're going to put out just yet. But, um, like, the truth is the truth. 
Yeah. There, ha- I mean, we all know it. We mm-hmm. all know that there is a absolute more moral right and wrong mm-hmm. at the center of all things. Yeah. I mean, how do we know that things like rape and murder and stealing and like we right. we all know those things are wrong. Right. But even the people that don't believe in God believe those things are wrong. Right. And it's just one of those things that like I love like this visual of like how God sees sin is like it's got like a picture of a bar graph like how we would see it is like, you know, it's like super high bar is like murder and then it's like gossiping is like a shorter one, but then it's like how God sees it and it's over the top and it's all and I think a big thing for non-believers is like, yes, we can all agree that like you shouldn't rape, you shouldn't murder, you shouldn't steal, you shouldn't commit arson. But it's like those things that are like, I don't know, those things that then kind of fall into what is what is quote unquote my truth. I think those things are usually the things that get blurred out or where things are blurred and what is right and what is wrong across people who... Right, 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 right. The, the, yes, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just funny though that that we're willing that that non-believers are mm-hmm. willing to accept certain things as absolutely right or absolutely wrong, and then other things as these gray areas. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, so many believer or non-believers don't have a basis on which to build what is right or wrong. Right. You, does that make sense? Yeah. Like. Like, where does right and wrong come from in an atheist worldview? Oh, yeah. And maybe can we tackle that real quick? Can we just? Yeah, I mean, sure. You, okay. Yeah, I had. You were ta- well, you were talking about like how you wanted, uh, we were talking about like the EYA stuff the other day. Yeah. The, and you were like, well, I, you know, I would like to know how to talk to people better about things that they believe and the mm-hmm. versus what I believe. Yeah. Was it you that said that? Yeah. Okay. Just apologetics. Right, was, right. Oh, mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, like, the basis of apologetics is to work it backwards to that foundation, mm-hmm. to work every conversation back to the root and yeah. say, well, what, where did it come from? Mm-hmm. What's the root? Yeah. And so in this situation that we're talking about right here, um, how, can, how can you know what is right or wrong if you don't even have something to hold it to? Mm-hmm. Like, is it based on society? Is it based on I think what man decides? Yeah. I mean, I think for people who aren't believers who don't have a have a god to look to as laid out you know as my people these are the things i have designed for you these are the ways i want you to live then like the only other place to turn is the world right you know and so i mean i even think back to dumb things i did in high school and i was still trying to figure out right who who i am as a follower of christ and like at the time having those friends who are believers but also having a handful that weren't and and them sometimes being like oh well, that's not that big of a deal you know but and then like be like sitting there spending time with god and be like no like i like that's a thing that like i need to repent for and i need to figure out how right. to either distance myself from that or figure out how to not do it again because right. for to be the person that god has called me to be, I can no longer think that that it live that as a truth, right? If you will. But the reason you think that is because God is the standard upon which things are built. Right. God said it's right. God said it's wrong. Mm-hmm. My thing is, how do we talk to people that don't believe in God? I mean, they believe this is wrong. This is right. Mm-hmm. But they're borrowing from our worldview. They're yeah. borrowing from a worldview where there is a God and right. saying, well, yeah, well, that's wrong. It's like, well, wait, who says? Who says yeah. in your worldview? Like, uh-huh. you're just matter. Like, you're just <laughs> brain fizz. Like, you're yeah. a chemical reaction. Like, why Why does it matter if I steal your TV? You know? Right. <laughs> like, it doesn't yeah. matter. And so my thing is, like, how do we commu- – like, we need to do a better job of, one, loving people to get close enough to them – that we can have these conversations. Right. And I think that's the problem is I, I, I not meaning to pick on the older generation, but when you call, like, I feel like millennials get looked at like they're just stupid a lot of the time. Yes. And millennials do the same thing to older generations yeah. because I mean, it's like the two warring <laughs> sides. Yeah. Of them, you know? But like, <laughs> like we, I think there's the want to be different than them. And I think somehow in there, sometimes it's kind of been misconstrued as, right. well then, then we just don't, we don't want to be like them, but therefore we don't like them, you know? And right. I don't think 
that should be the case. Right. In it. I'm with you. Okay. Okay. So. Cool. <laughs> in, so in the, in conclusion. Yes. <laughs> uh, in conclusion of the 47 topics that we've just yes. talked about. Or however many. Um, yeah. I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to mend this relationship between generations. Mm-hmm. If we're going to advance the church mm-hmm. throughout the generations, yeah, then we have to be more intentional about not getting all flustered and not getting all upset when somebody doesn't think like us yeah. and loving them, mm-hmm. not condoning what they do, just loving them, mm-hmm. being good to them, caring yeah. about them, because that opens up opportunity to have the important conversations. Oh, yeah. One of the greatest things I ever heard was in training for getting ready to do Sunday school preschool ministry here when I was in high school and um I forget who was leading it but they it was like the number one thing at like the top of the packet it was like and it just said love and then they started to build upon it and it was like a kid is a kid may not remember the bible story you tell them but if you show them love and you show them all these things then they're going to be way more receptive to the things you have to say because if you don't feel loved, they're not going to feel safe. And therefore, you're going to get nowhere with them because you're right. going to put up that wall. And I think that's not just true for kids, but that's true for anyone, any human. Because, like, I'm not going to have right. a conversation with somebody if I don't feel safe, if I feel like I'm just going to be demeaned, you know. And right. I think that that getting flustered shuts us off from a lot of great conversations that we could be having with so many people. Right. And I noticed your shirt after I mentioned the WWJ. Yeah, I know. Brandy, I thought about making which a is comment. hilarious. No, it's funny because yeah. it's that what the he would love first. Is yeah, the, is the response to that. Yeah. Well, if he loves first, well then he can decide what he's gonna do. You know, like, mm-hmm. like we gotta we've gotta love first. Right. We've gotta love people before we do anything else. Right. You build on that. It's exactly like you just said. That's solid. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we have been at it for fifty minutes, which is pretty good. <laughs> Uh, I think this is our longest one. Congratulations. Well, thank you. And, uh, yeah, good talking to you. Thank you so much yeah, for hanging out. thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so I hope this information is something you guys can chew on and think through. And I know I will be doing the same. And uh, stay salty. This is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Ministry podcast. Learn how to share and defend your faith by listening to us weekly. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.